0: Welcome to A Writer in Italy, the podcast. I am your host, Michelle Johnston, and this is a little share in the world of travel, books, art, and lifestyle. I live in Australia, yet have long had an attraction to the Mediterranean countries for as long as I can remember. This inspiration has fueled my creative life, and given me incredible joy over the years as an artist and a writer. And that is why I have created these shares on journeys that have been made, books that I have loved, and cooking adventures inspired by wonderful food writers. You can find all show notes at michellejohnston.life and follow me on Instagram at awriterinitaly where you can find all of the meanderings and indeed the lure of Italy as the ultimate muse. Thank you for joining me. I love having you here for the journey of Muse Italia. Ciao tutti! Today I am going to share my personal limoncello recipe with you. And the reason is because at home in Australia, right now, the lemons are in season. I've had bags of them left at my front door. Richard has brought them home from work and it's all a part of late winter and early spring here at home. And mostly I just love celebrating what's in season. It just gives me so much joy to enjoy the moment enjoy what's around and to see the colors of the lemon like beautiful bowls of lemons in the house are like pure magic to me the beauty of a still life and making the most of the glut well that's another thing entirely and so I thought I would share my limoncello recipe and I have actually recently updated the recipe and you can find it on my website I have recently created a new recipe area and it's called wild fennel. So have a look there and you will see under the words preserving the lemon late winter 2021. So I guess I put all of these recipes up about a year ago and there's about seven or so ways to make the most of your lemons. So in this case today, I am going to share my limoncello recipe. And there are a few different ways to do it. Some include the actual juice, some do not. Some are quite diluted with more sugary syrup, and some are not. So it's really how you prefer to drink something. And I quite like the rocket fuel variety, like the one that's got the real punch to it. That always reminds me of Italy and makes me laugh a lot. So it's something I've been given a number of times at a restaurant, after a meal. So classically, it's a digestive and that means that it will uh, arrive at the table after you've finished the whole meal, perhaps with the dessert or after the dessert. To be honest, most of the time that I've had it in Italy, it has come as a gift, like it is just poured in front of you and on the house. So why wouldn't I have happy memories of that? It always takes me back to, in particular. Amalfi, seeing the beautiful groves of the lemons and the terraces and these beautiful hillsides of of lemons, really. So I guess I just wanted to remember that, those beautiful moments in Italy on the hill in Amalfi. The lemons, however, are in abundance in many places in Italy, Liguria, Sicily, much of Campania. They are a celebrated and important fruit for much of italy really so i might just read from my website under the title of wild fennel where i'm keeping all of my recipes you can see this blog post limoncello the classic italian digestive liqueur is made from the humble lemon like the big jeweled beauties that come from the southern shores of italy in places like amalfi Campania, and sicily There is nothing like enjoying a petite glass with a small brioche on a table overlooking the seaside late in the afternoon after wandering the streets and the narrow alleyways of Amalfi. And I remember two types of limoncello I sampled that time in Amalfi, a sticky sweet liqueur type and a kind of rocket fuel variety that were both distinctly lemon in flavour and as golden as a sunflower Yet, in particular, the second one, the latter one, was quite memorable. A little mood-altering and a great way to end a meal. And the lemon recipe that I have, I like to use less sugar, more lemon juice. And, yeah, I think I kind of like that real kind of punch from it, like the punch that you get from the lemon and the vodka or... And I mean, in Australia, we use vodka because I don't think we can actually buy pure alcohol here, like that 80% proof stuff. So vodka is the best option, or you can use gin as well. I believe a lot of recipes will use a 100% proof alcohol as well. And you can have a little look around on the internet. Many recipes don't even add the lemon juice, but... I have decided to include the lemon juice because the last thing I want to do is waste the beautiful juice that's coming from the lemons that I've just zested. So, that to me is just as important and a part of being mindful of waste and things like that. And I think it tastes really good with it too. So, let's see, I'm going to pour a glass and have a taste. So, I made this one a couple of weeks ago. When you make limoncello, It happens in three stages. It's not very hard. It's quite simple, but you just have to be slightly patient. You have to just do the first part, the second part, and the third part. And then you have this miraculous bottle of lemon goodness. And so I did feel it was out of heartfelt obligation to the lemon to share this recipe with you. And first, I'm going to have a little taste. hmm Yes, distinctly Italian. (laughs) Takes me straight back to the table in Italy. Now, before I begin my little recipe sharing, I'm going to read just a little excerpt from a book I really love and have enjoyed reading a number of times over the years. The book is by the author, Helena Attlee, and it is called The Land Where Lemons Grow. And this is from the first chapter. The scent of lemons, I quote. I remember when planes were so expensive that people usually made the long journey from England to Italy by ferry and train. Once you got to Paris, it was easy because you could catch the Palatino, a sleeper that sped you through the night toward Florence and Rome. I first made that journey over 35 years ago. At dawn, I lifted a corner of the curtain in the stuffy couchette and realised we had already crossed the border. We were somewhere near Ventimiglia on the Italian Riviera and there were lemons growing beside the station platform, their dark leaves and bright fruit set against a backdrop of nothing but sea. I never forgot those trees or the way they changed the landscape around them, making it seem intensely foreign to my very English eye. End of quote. You see, that's what lemon blossoms and lemons and citrus hanging on trees does to you. Just takes you back. Certainly, when I was in Liguria recently, the smell of the orange blossoms was so evocative. It was just like a beautiful moment to have. So, and so the beauty of making something yourself is that you get to tweak how you would like the flavors to taste. And the fact that this is a digestivo means that you've already had a lot of different flavors. And this little last sip of something before the night finalizes itself is kind of a great way to end the meal. I mean, I really think the Italians are just such clever connoisseurs of food and cuisine, and they know that the art of finishing a meal relies on a wonderful digestivo to complete the event. Such a wise tradition. And that's why I have decided to include this little moment on the podcast because I think it's just a great way to make the use of a whole batch of lemons that you might not know what to do with. At the same time, if limoncello isn't your thing, I have left about six or seven other recipes under the title of Preserving the Lemon so you can go and have a really nice little look there. In the meantime, if you want to make this limoncello, Grab six large lemons or about 12 small and preferably these lemons would be unwaxed or unsprayed, organic or from your neighbor's tree or, you know, you can buy them at the supermarket but you've got to give them a really good wash. You will first soak the lemons in a bowl of water for about 40 minutes. Then dry the lemons gently and peel off the skin carefully, leaving the white intact. You don't want to add that white part, that pith, to this recipe. So the best way to do it, I think, is to use like a potato peeler or you can use a paring knife and just gently take that outer layer off and the white will stay completely intact on that lemon. And so peel all of your lemons and I like to do it onto a small plate and then we would do the next part. So give them all a nice peel. It's going to take a little while, so you might want to press pause. And then once that's done, grab your jars. You will need about, well, one really large one with that has a lid or a couple of small jam jars, which is what I've used, and I might have two or three. And so I'll just divide the ingredients up, for instance. And grab your jar. Oh, that's my dog's next door. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? it's all happening. Birds and dogs, grab your jar. And I think if you're using alcohol, you don't really need to sterilize it. Yet what I like to do is just put all of my jars and bottles through the dishwasher before I start the big cook up. So I just find that that just refreshes everything, gets anything that's been sitting on them from the cupboard. Um, It just cleans nicely and then they're partly sterilized as well but like I said because we're using alcohol you don't really need to do like boil the bottles or anything like that or use a um, some kind of tablet to kill off any germs so just grab your jars and you will now put that two cups of vodka into the jar and then you're going to add all of the peel all of the lemon peel into that vodka, and you're just going to give it a stir. And so this is part one. That's all you have to do. Just stir it and put the lid on there and then put it onto your shelf where you can see it, not in direct sun. It's not usually a very good idea to have um, food that's kind of marinating in direct sun. So just up on a shelf where it's out of the way, but you can see it because over the next few days you're going to give it a little shake and a stir. You don't have to take the lid off. You just give it a shake. Now, one thing I would say is after you finish part one, make the most of those lemons, juice them, put them into ice trays and get at least a cup that you could freeze until you're ready to do part two, or you could stick it in the fridge. It probably would just be fine if you seal it with a really good lid and then you'll just wait for part two. Now, some of the information out there says that you can leave these jars for about five days before you do the second part, or you could leave it for two weeks. And because I got a little distracted, I didn't do that next part for a few weeks. So I left them there, shook them each day, and then decided that it was time to make the sugar syrup. Now, I don't like things to be too sugary. So my recipe is just one cup of sugar and 600 mils of water. So you will get your saucepan and gently just heat that water up until a slight boil to a simmer just to dissolve the sugar. That's all you have to do. Then switch it off and give it a stir and then let it cool down. And so now after you've made that syrup and you will get your cup of lemon juice, you will add that to that sugar syrup. Next thing you're going to need is a really nice large bottle or a few like a carafe style or an old wine bottle that you've given a good clean. You're going to get a jug and you're just going to pour those ingredients into that jug. But before you pour the vodka mix with the peel in, just put a little sieve at the top like some kind of strainer and strain the vodka and lemon peel. So into that jug, it will just be your peel, and the vodka, the sugar syrup, and the lemon juice. And then you'll just give it a little gentle stir. Now, you could leave this in a jug for a couple of weeks and do the bottle thing later. But the third part of making limoncello is letting it distill. Now, I'm a bit slow at that. To be honest, I just had a sip and had a little taste to see if I liked it or not. And I was quite impressed. I really enjoy that intense flavor. Now, if you don't like things too strong and the limoncello is a little bit, you know, over the top for you, just go ahead and make another sugar syrup. Use the 600 mils of water and another cup of sugar and water it down. You don't have to have it kind of like, you know, really strong alcoholic taste. I kind of like that punch. I mean... You know, it's not something I'm going to have every day. This is just a little bit of a treat here and there. But when I have it, I really kind of enjoy that big explode in your mouth kind of feeling about it, probably because it reminds me of being in a or in Milan last time when the waiter went to the fridge. He was standing in front of me and he just went over to the fridge and he got these little petite glasses and he poured limoncello in them and he put them back in the fridge. And then when my meal was done, he just – sat that in front of me. And I just thought, how civilized is that? I mean, the generosity of the Italian culture. I just love it. That's what limoncello does to me. It just evokes a moment. It evokes the day. It evokes the sunshine. It evokes the pure goodness of the lemon. And uh, yeah, so there's your drink. It's, it's pretty much done after you let it distill. I see that a lot of recipes say leave it for about 3 weeks before you drink it there's probably some scientific reason for this and maybe the aromatics kind of even become more powerful i guess there's something good going on i'm a little impatient to be honest i'll probably just drink mine anyway i'll stick one bottle in the fridge and i'll stick one bottle in the freezer now if you do put something in the freezer just make sure it doesn't you don't fill the bottle completely so there's room f- for expansion They say that it shouldn't really freeze anyway, not properly, but I noticed that mine kind of did. Like, you know, if you put alcohol in the freezer, it doesn't properly freeze. Mine kind of half froze, so just be mindful to leave a little gap at the top so you've got that space. Otherwise, you'll end up with a big exploded bottle. So cheers to you. I'll have another sip. Mmm, and cheers to me. I really love that flavour. It's really something. It's very strong. The other things you can do with your lemons are create lemon and ginger tea, you can do like a vinaigrette. It's not uncommon um, to see a pasta with lemon peel in it, just a very plain pasta with some broad beans or some fava and some a light fettuccine and you get little bits of lemon peel in it, delicious, with some pine nuts sprinkled over the top You can also make lemon gelato or a nice creamy lemon ice cream. That is wise or a sorbetto. There are just so many beautiful things that you can do with a glut of lemons. Mostly I just like staring at them on the bench. That just makes me happy. But one of the best things is lemon in water first thing when you start your day. I recommend that. And so, this is my podcast on Limoncello. You can find the recipe under the title of Wild Fennel. And the subtitle is Preserving the Lemon. Late Winter 2021, where there are a batch of recipes and ideas. It's all about just making the most of things, you know. It's just such a wise thing to do. And, yeah, I'll share some more goodness soon on the podcast. And if you would like to support this podcast... Go to my website and you can help encourage me along the way. And lastly, the book I quoted from is The Land Where Lemons Grow by Helena Attlee. A great book to add to your Italian library. I will be back with more Italian goodness very soon. Thanks for joining me. Take care.